So hello, everyone. This is Otessa, and you are listening to Conversations with Hysterical Women. That's Women with an X, the Hysterical Women podcast, where you are all welcome here, friends, allies, everywhere across the rainbow, across the binary. I'm just really glad to have you be here. And this is meant to be a safe space to explore all of the weird things that life throws at us and all of the different ways in which we can be twisted and torn asunder, but also all the different ways that we can come back together. So thank you for listening, and I'm glad that you're here and going to be cheesy, but comment, like, subscribe. I'm going to ask a question about burnout, if that's okay with you. And if you don't feel comfortable answering, um, like, please, you don't have to. But um, I was thinking about this recently and I was trying to figure out, I was like, I know that I've had burnout because I've had doctors tell me that I've had burnout and I've had my therapist. Actually, I fought with my therapist about this. (laughs) Um, uh, And so... I, I've experienced burnout a couple of times, um, but I'm trying to think, like, how did I know when I had had burnout? Because mm-hmm. I was like, well, if I knew what it felt like, because I was like, I kept doing it over a period of time. Um, but I couldn't figure out, like, it was like, I need to figure out what the early warning signs are so mm-hmm. this doesn't happen. But then I was trying to think, like, what did it even feel like to have burnout? And I was like, I didn't even realize that I had burned out. Like when I burned out, hence the fighting with my therapist Um, and being like, no, no, I'm fine. Anyway. So I'm wondering, like, did you know when you burned out? Yeah. No, retroactively, like. Yeah. So I'm not a doctor, so I don't know what the technical definition of burnout is. Um, But I will say I think it's when, well, number one, I get sick. I get physically ill. Uh, I'm a migraine sufferer. And oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of a big trigger. Obviously, you know, migraines are very, there's a lot of different reasons you can get migraines, but that's always kind of a sign for me if I'm getting one of those like week long migraines and I can't feel well. Maybe I'm overwhelmed. Maybe I'm stressed out. Maybe I need to chill out a little bit. And also, my mind will just go like, I cannot focus. I think I'm a very organized person. My day, I have my to-do list every day and I'm pretty, you know, I get things done. When I say I'm going to get things done, I get it done. And when I'm burnt out, when I'm overworked, I cannot do that. I can't sit still. I'll sit down to work on a project and I'm thinking about another project. And it's like that feeling when you have 5,000 tabs open. That's what my brain feels like. (laughs) And (laughs) so, yeah, that's when I know I need to just, you're you're not going to be productive by forcing yourself in those situations. You've got to just do something else for a minute, kind of regroup and um, take some time. You're not going to be productive forcing yourself to be productive. So that's usually a sign for me. Yeah. And do you find that migraines are kind of like an, uh, like warning sign for you? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I feel like, you know, like I said, there's a lot of different factors. Sometimes it's what I'm eating and, you know, noise and kind of the typical things. But yeah, I think normally they're pretty stress induced for me. So I I really try to when I'm getting a migraine, I really have to just listen to my body. And and again, I mean, if I force myself to work through a terrible migraine, it's going to catch up with me and yes. I'm going to end up losing days anyway. So you might as yeah. well just, you know, be proactive about it. Take that day and hopefully get better. So tomorrow you'll be OK versus suffering through seven days. And then, you know, it's this whole cycle. 
Absolutely. And that's, I think, a really hard lesson to learn that taking care of it yourself now yeah. is actually doing yourself like a long-term favor in terms of your productivity. Yeah. yeah. If you don't, then it takes way longer to bounce back. If you, you know, strain and try to get through it, it's like, oh God, the bounce back is difficult. Exactly. And it's not selfish. You know, I, that, that's what I always struggle with is, oh, am I just being a baby? And, you know, am I being selfish right. for myself? But right. no, I'm going to do better work for my clients if I'm rested and feel good and can think, <laughs> you know, right. I'm going to have a lot clearer thoughts and be able to do better work for them. Right. That's Definitely. so true. And it's interesting. We talked about um, migraines and invisible illnesses uh, in the well, one other interview in particular. Um, and do you think that this is something that people are becoming more understanding about? Or you know, do you think that there's a lot of work that or some room to grow there? Yeah. I, I mean, I think, I think, yeah, I, I'm a lover of the internet as I think we kind of all are in our own ways. And I think that's one of the great things is people are being, becoming more comfortable telling their stories, even like having this conversation, uh, may have been stigmatized at a different time or having a conversation about, you know, going to therapy that definitely was stigmatized. Even I remember even when that was a very stigmatized thing. So yes, I definitely think we're getting better. And I think hearing people's stories and just connecting with other people who we may have never known that they are dealing with the same thing. I know you, Otessa, you sent me a message one day. I, I don't know. I posted something about a migraine and it just gives you that sort of solidarity and yeah. makes it more normalized. So I definitely think we're getting better. But yeah, I, I think some people still have a hard time understanding. I know in traditional medicine, I still really struggle with it because whenever I go to a doctor, they give me a big bottle of pills and tell me to go on about my day. And, you know, there there's so many different things that need to be taken into account for something like that obviously it's environmental, it's stress, it's nutrition. It's not always just a drug, a pharmaceutical. So Mm -hmm. yeah, there's, there's, there's work that needs to be done, but I think telling our stories is at least a step for sure. Absolutely. And that, that speaks to collaborative care. Yeah. Um, and whether it's like talking to other people or, you know, keeping a headache journal, do you you have a doctor be like, you need to keep a headache journal. Yes. Yes. And I was I, kind of like, this is why I came to you. <laughs> <laughs> and they were, they were like, look, okay, headaches and migraines are like, there's no catch all. Like it could yeah. be literally anything. Yeah. So just like keep the headache journal, which I did. And it was actually incredibly helpful. But there was a part of me that was like, I just want this to stop now. Right. Right. Like, yeah, I don't it's... need to now, like, journal about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the last like, thing right, you want to do. I'm going to add that to my list of things to do. But right. uh, I'm going to, like, eat my words there and say that actually, like, that was just me being in a lot of pain and being grumpy. Yep. Um, and, yeah, no, keeping a headache journal was very helpful and is very helpful still to this day. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I've, I've never had a migraine, but my heart goes out to those who suffer because I used to work in a doctor's office years ago. And I recall patients coming in and they would like come in with sunglasses because they could not even stand the light. Like I just, yeah. and then the nausea, I'm like, oh my uh-huh. gosh, oof. Yeah, not fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, while we're on the topic of health and this kind of ties into health, I feel like we live in a, we, we live in a climate 
where so many people are really suffering with toxic work environments. I mean, like um, so many people I know who work for companies are unhappy. Mm-hmm. They're overworked. They're underpaid. They work years. Some of the best employees, but they're the last people to get promoted. They're constantly overlooked. They're downplayed. They're, they're just, you know, they're not appreciated. And it's just tough. So you have a lot of people who would love to transition over to entrepreneurship, but then, you know, we all have bills because we're adults. So like what, from your experience, like what advice would you give people who are stuck in those toxic work environments and who are desperate to get out and they would love to work full time, but they have bills to pay. You know, I've heard people say, well, you should have at least, you know, six months, uh, what is it like six months saved up for you to be able to pay your bills for six months in hopes that your business will really bring in some income uh, by the time that six months is over. But that might not be the case for everybody, but like from your experience, like how was that transition from the corporate world to your, you know, full your sole um, endeavor? Yeah, like, your business full time. Like, how did you work that out? Like on the finance angle? Yeah, yeah, margin? yeah. So I mean, one thing I think, and and I don't know that I would necessarily say my my you know work in corporate America was totally toxic, but there right. were definitely toxic aspects. I mean, even just. I don't know. I'm not, I don't think that was the right path for me. So there were definitely moments that I struggled with and especially being a woman in corporate America and being a woman of color in corporate America, you know, there's lots of, lots of challenges I think there sometimes, but one thing that did help me sort of get through that number one was having a side hustle because it allowed me to have something that I was passionate about and have something that I felt really proud of, even if I wasn't necessarily getting that at my nine to five. I still, uh, you know, even if I w- didn't feel recognized at work, I felt recognized in my business. So that was sort of a transition. It, it helped me with the transition and helped me kind of get by sometimes. Mm-hmm. As far as actually going out and making that my full time thing, I personally set some just some finance financial goals like you said i think it really depends how much you need to have saved up person to person location you know definitely matters and and whether or not you have a family and a mortgage and all of that stuff so take a a deep look at your finances and it's scary i mean finances is something that a lot of people are so scared of and myself included but just taking a deep look at what you're really spending, what you really need to be spending and starting to cut back. I lived really frugally. I mean, I still am quite a frugal person. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when I was working, you know, full time in my day job, I was making a really decent salary and I was living not that way. <laughs> you know, I was yeah. living very cheap, um, very within my means and pay- working on paying off my debt too. So that oh, when yeah, I did yeah. take the leap, I wasn't worried about credit card bills and car loans yeah. and, you know, all this stuff yeah. in addition yeah. to just my regular living expenses. So right. starting that as soon as you think that this might be a path that you want to want to go down is going to help you out a lot. Right. And then, yeah, just, just factoring in. I mean, I think I probably had, I would say like six months saved up um, when I officially took the leap. And, and again, that just speaks to side hustling. You know, I, I definitely recommend having that sort of crossover period where you're doing both. It's going to be hard to do that, but being able to just take your freelance income and put it away into savings 
versus that being your sole income and having to then pay your bills with that is a whole other challenge. So I, yeah, I mean, I worked, I side hustled for a long time and I pretty much didn't spend that money. I pretty much just put it away, saved it for taxes and for my future, (laughs) you know, my future savings for, for life. Yeah. Yeah. That is, that's excellent advice because I've been having this conversation with some friends and family and I think it like those practices, that is a mentality of, of, of an entrepreneur and of building wealth, you know, and just because, you know, for example, folks who are out there making, you know, nice salaries in a corporate world, if you know that you do want to own a business, you're right. Like definitely, you know, you can enjoy life, but yeah, I definitely agree with cutting back on your expenses as possible. Like you don't have to go out and like shop Gucci every other week. You can, mm-hmm. you, know, like, <laughs> you can, you can enjoy life, but also look and make financial decisions that are going to benefit you in the long term rather than, you know, exhausting like everything just so you can live in the now and then you know years pass and you're not able to really meet your goals so yeah yeah that's that's really good advice that's really good advice